It's Matt from Redeem LA. Welcome to our podcast, The Encounter. I'm here with Sam, Eric, and Danny, and today we're going to be talking about sibling rivalry. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, just like Sam, just like uh, Matt said uh, to The Encounter, today we're going to speak on uh, that rivalry that we all have if we have siblings. And you know what I was thinking right now? Um, it happens in church <laughs> as well, right? Because we become brothers and siblings in church, and there's like this rivalry that becomes um, either toxic and like either either even gets you even closer to 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 what's it called to church or even even pulls you further from church right um i was reading right here in matthew 18 15 it says if a fellow believer which is a brother or a sister hurts you go and tell him work it out between them and working out between the two of you and if he listens you just made a friend in the other version says you made a brother or a sister and honestly i love that verse because that means that you know life's not about you know rainbows and butterflies and you know, you're all going to get it. You know, you're all going to get along. Sometimes you're going to have disagreements. You know, sometimes you're going to say, hey, you did this to me and I didn't like it. But the thing that the, the Bible is so, so wise, it says, go to them, fix it. Maybe they did have a reason. Maybe you did something before right. to, to do that. And and that even happens in the house, right? Like in like, like as a siblings, I remember that my, my brothers would always like beat me up. And I'm like, why would you guys beat me up so much? And they're like, oh, you know, we're trying to just make you a man. You know, this is a man's world. And I was like, okay, you know, they did make me like very like a, like play really rough. And they made me like very like, you know what I mean? Like, 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 like a guy, right. like, like a very like manly man. But I was always thinking like, maybe that's not, that's not the way, you know, to do everything. Right. Right. And, and you know, it's, it's interesting you bring up the thing about the, like, even it happens at church. Right. Right. I, I think it, it, we shouldn't only just try to reconcile we should always try to reconcile if we have a miscommunication or a misunderstanding with our brothers and sisters in Christ. A lot of the times, not only that, but we actually go and we serve even on the altar and we haven't reconciled ourselves. And Matthew 5, uh, 5.24 talks about that. If you bring an offering to the Lord and you remember that your brother did something to you or you against him, leave your offering on the altar, go and reconcile and then come back. So it, it, it really has to do with, you know, how are we approaching the altar? How are we approaching God, right? How can we say that we love God who we don't see when we right. can't love the ones that we do see? And not only does that apply at church, but it applies at home, like you said. If we can't love our brothers and sisters at home who are our blood brothers and sisters, I mean, uh, well, where are we? How can we say we love God, really? Right, and and you guys have to keep in mind that we're not the first people that are, come, are coming across this problem, right? Uh, Peter... Um, um, it says in Matthew eighteen twenty one. It says at that point Peter got up and uh, got up to nerve and asked the master, "How many times do I forgive my brother and sister who hurts me? Seven? And I feel like Jesus became like this like savage person, right? And he just says seven. Hardly try seventy times seven. And I was just like, whoa. So what does that mean? Like I was always thinking, like I always tell my mom, that's a lot of you know. That's a lot of times to forgive, but the, she told me, she was telling me, it's not about the times you forgive. It's just you have to understand that doesn't matter what they do. You always have to see them at church. You always have to hold their hand to pray. You always have to come back and somehow, somewhere, you might have to sing next to them. You might have to play drums next to them. You have to, you have to, you might have to do something in church next to them. So might as well, you know, even the scores, like you just said, right? Mm -hmm. 
you know, bring it bring it to uh, the altar and, and, and say sorry who you need to say sorry or or um, forgive who you have to forgive, right? Right. And, and you know, you, you, Danny, you and I are older, so I think after... Barely. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, sometimes we... Uh, I think that as as you get older and older, the, the whole sibling rivalry kind of calms down a little bit, but I think it's when you're younger that it becomes... It's more of a an obvious thing, right? Like you're a teenager or maybe you're 17, you're 18 and stuff like that. And, yeah, and your that's ego's higher, right? Your ego's bigger. Yeah, it, it is. And I think after like, after living some time, you start to realize the need to, to depend on your brothers and sisters, but brothers and sisters, but also your brothers in Christ, you know, cause the Bible tells us, right? Two are better than one for if one falls, the other shall pick them up. And how sad is it that like you fall and no one's around to pick you up because you've turned everyone away with your attitude and your anger right. or your inability to forgive others. Right, right, no, no, I agree. Right, and and it's, it's and the other civil rivalry situation is when you're younger. Like, for example, Matt, who's here with us, he's a little bit younger than us. Maybe we can talk about talk about that situation. But, um, but you know what I mean. Like, it, 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 I think as you get older, you start to realize the need to, to have your brothers and sisters around you, no matter yeah, how much they know you. I agree. Even like some people, I don't know. This was me a long time ago. I used to say, look, I'm going to go to church, but all I'm going to go is go praise God and then go back home. Like, I don't want to do with any of these fake people. That's, that's, what, that's what I used to think. And people think that. Like, oh, I know. Hey, come, you know, come talk to us. No, no, no. It's because you guys are all hypocritical. And I'm like, yeah, it's true. We are hypocrites. And I, every time that people tell me, and I remember a lot of YouTubers that tell me that, oh, it's because everybody's hypocritical. And I'm like, yeah, it's like going to the gym and saying, why is there so many fat people here? Why is there so many fit people here? That's what the gym is for, to maintain you fit, to maintain you um, and I'm not saying that churches to maintain you hypocritical, right. but it's 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 like a it's like a hospital, it's like a gym. It, you we want to become better. We're trying to strive to do something better. So just because there's hypocritical people here doesn't mean that everybody's hip- hypocritical. And there's no uh, there's no way out. There's no way out. So whatever we whenever we come to church, I think we have to understand that everybody becomes our brothers. And even if they do something bad, we must forgive them. And even if they continue doing something bad, just like Jesus says, we have to forgive them 70 times seven, meaning forever you will see them, forever you will have to deal with them. So might as well forgive them. And nowhere here that I, do I see Jesus says, turn back and go back where you came from. Because you know what people say? Oh, you know, me and Eric come here, we have a, you know, we, we have a spat here. You know, me and you yell at each other. And then, okay, I'm leaving church because, you know, I got an affair with that that that, yeah, no. that that was never here. It was never in the Bible. The Bible never says, "Oh, go back." If if you're in a fight with your brother, go back. No, it says, "Stay, be consistent, forgive your brother, and move along." Right. right. And so I don't know, Matt. We were just what talking about think, like Matt? when you when you're younger. I mean, you're you're holding seventeen. I think it is. Yeah. Like you know, <laughs> I'm sure like. When you're a teenager, dude, it, we I used to fight with my sisters. Dude, I agree. I, I, I used I, to give people wedgies. Oh. I used to push. I, 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 I when I was like twelve, but uh, no, no, yeah. but when I was when I was older, I I got Some people still don't like me because it's what I did when I was fifteen or, or sixteen, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know what to say to you guys. I was a kid, you know. But I don't know what he thinks. Uh, what's it called, Matt? Matt? Um, I de- I definitely think it's um, it's like different kind of when you're with your siblings at home because like it's like somebody you see every day you wake up they're like right there when you like leave your room they're like standing right there and um it's different because like since you're always with them you kind of like know them more so like you get really annoyed by like the little stuff they do because it's like every single day every single waking moment <laughs> you're there and um there's like a bunch of like there's also like a bunch of sources that might lead to like a rivalry between them like um let's say like one of them you think is like a preferred child um 
which uh, happened, which also we saw in, like in the Bible with Joseph and his brothers. Right. And it's like, it's like um, sometimes it's hard for us to forgive because it's like um, we think that they're like the preferred ones or they're like the favorite, and we kind of feel like down about ourselves, kind of, and we take it out on them because we think that somehow it's their fault, right? Or like we like to think it's their fault. And um, I think it's like something we can take from the Bible from Joseph because even though Joseph's brothers literally sent him away as a slave to Egypt, um, in the end, um, he when his, his father died and his brothers came back to him, they were like, oh, like we're like, we, he like told, they like told him, they're like, oh, we're like your slaves or something. And um, he like told them like, oh, don't worry, like I forgive you guys. And he even said that he would provide for their family. So I feel like it's something that we should take Bible there. And if you keep in mind, I, I don't know. Um, I read the story. I had to preach for, for for the church, and I actually read the story extensively. The reason why his family hated him, well, they disliked uh, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Joseph, Joseph. Was because he was his ego was so like he was so full of himself. Like he was saying, "Oh, you know, everybody's supposed to you know uh, bow down to me." And even his dad goes, "Wait." You mean me and your wa- and my wife have to b- bow down to you? Mm. Like he was mad. So he himself, just like you were saying, as a young kid, his ego was so up, was so high, was so mu- he was so much, he was so filled up with himself, own self that nobody didn't like him. Just like you said, right? In order to know Joseph like that, you have to live with him, right? And that's exactly what happens in our church as well. Like even at home, that happens in church too, right? The first time you meet somebody, oh, dude, Sam is so cool. You know, and then the next day he's like, "Oh yeah, but you know, he eats with his hands, which was not true, right?" Yeah, but but <laughs> oh, or he's oh, like kind of oh, dude, he he's a little bit too serious. Oh, bro, he doesn't speak. Oh, look, uh, he's not a funny guy. You know what I mean? Like you have to get to know somebody in order to, in order to really, really, really fall in love with them, right? Yeah, and you know the craziest thing, uh, the story of Joseph is it's it's crazy because it goes back to how the importance of we don't sometimes we don't know who we're going to need in the future to help us out. And it goes to that biblical principle of we reap what we sow, we, we reap what we sow right? Mm-hmm. So you don't know if you may be turning away someone that in the future is going to be the person that's going to give you that lending hand. Like what happened with Joseph, right? His brothers literally sold him away to slavery because they hated him. But then they come, like Matt was saying, and they come back when there was a, that famine, and and they come to Egypt, and they come and ask him for help, and they essentially turn back to him, and they, like the tables turned on them. Right. So, I, I, I you know, we don't gain anything from fighting with our brothers and sisters and holding grudges. Right. In fact, we have more to lose, and sometimes we don't realize what we lost until it comes a, a time when we need them. And you're like, you know what? It was dumb for me to have fought with you five years ago. That's, that's, then, and then when we're in the moment of need, we're like, oh, man, now I need to make up with you. But how many years did you lose of forming a relationship with someone that could have been Beneficial, mutual benefit, be right? Your best yeah, friend, be- your dude. best friend, someone that could have like inspired to do a lot of things, but our egos too get in the way. Like, oh man, I'm right. not gonna. I'm, why should I be the first one to ask for forgiveness? Like, he owes me forgiveness. Like, what's that about? At some point, you know, and something that I learned, and I think we all learned, is along the way, someone has to be the tiebreaker. Someone has to essentially take the courage and be like, hey, you know what? I messed up. Right. I think we both messed up. Let's move on. Get up and keep moving forward. Yeah, and. I don't know if you have something to say, Sam. I don't want to continue to uh, keep preaching for now. You no, good? Yeah, um, I was going to say, um, you know, can we say sibling, si- si- sibling rivalry? You yeah. can, you can see uh, there's two, ex- well, not well, two. I would like, I would say two pathways. 
Right. You know, two stories that come to mind is obviously the one we're talking about, which is, you know, Joseph and his brothers, where, you know, they, uh, Joseph's brothers obviously, you know, hated him because he was a favorite. And then years pass, and, you know, turns out Joseph forgave his brothers. And then we see the other extreme where, you know, the example is Cain and Abel. You know, the Bible doesn't clearly show how how long, but it says, you know, they presented an offering, you know, God didn't like it, Cain, you know, got jealous. But it's like, you know, imagine living with Abel, you know, I, I can just picture, you know, Abel being the preferred one, you know, and, you know, living with him, you know, I felt like Cain just kept all that accumulated, you know, hatred, jealousy, because it's like, I felt like Cain, I felt like that didn't happen like from one day to another, you know? Right. right. I'm not going to kill you, you know, but like, hey, Danny, let's go talk over there. And, you know, yeah, I just kill me. Kill you. Like, <laughs> no, there, there has to, it has to lead up to that point, right. you know? And, well, yeah, there's two you, sides you know, of the. And you know what? I like you said that. You don't know. You, you, you said it so well. And you said that the Bible doesn't uh, specify who was the, the favorite, right? You yeah. don't know if Cain or Abel. So maybe Cain was the was the favorite, and because he didn't mount up to what he was supposed to mount up, he felt so frustrated that that he was like, "Dude, I have to kill this guy because this guy's taking my spotlight." <laughs> or he could have been, or Abel could have been the favorite, which is said, "Oh my God, I'm so frustrated that I can never get my own my own thing that I need to go kill him." But the most wonderful thing about this this Cain story is is that look who speaks to Cain, God, God. And that itself is a blessing. Like if God came and talked to you, bro, number one, we would all be like on the floor and we would all yeah, be like, yeah. right, right. But it, with him, it was more like, dude, I know, but why? Why him? Why him? I would have just said, thank you for speaking to me. Thank you for giving me this blessing. That's what we have to understand as siblings. Everybody gets their own blessing. Not just because, um, Eric, you know, uh, your blessing might be you have more money than everybody else. Maybe my blessing is that I have more grace than everybody else. Maybe uh, uh, Matt's blessing is that, you know, he's super musically talented. And maybe your blessing could be that you know how to speak in front of people. Everybody has different blessings. And the, and the most important part is getting all those blessings and making it one blessing. Which, like, with all those four of us, then we have funding. We have people that have grace. We have people that have musical talent. We have people that can speak. In, you know what I mean? And we make it into one. So with that said, dude, that, that was really nice that what you said about, about Cain and Abel. It took time. If we don't fix it, it will lead to a disastrous ending. Yeah, it, I, you know, I never thought about the story of Cain and Abel in that way. That it, it wasn't like a one-time thing. It, it might, it was a constant situation that kind of built up. So it, it goes to the question of like, how do you fix your rivalries with your brothers and sisters, right? And I, and I, and I wondered to myself, like, if Cain had taken the time to go speak to Abel. Like, dude, what are you doing that God accepts your offerings? And what am I doing wrong? Like, help me fix my offering so that we both can have, both of us can have our offering accepted by God. Would have would Cain have killed Abel? You know? So it goes to the question, like, when we have sibling rivalries, like, why not just take the time and be like, okay, obviously in the right moment, right? You need to have the right moment and choose the right time right. to speak. You're not going to speak in the middle of anger because just be angry on top of anger. <laughs> Give it a couple of minutes, maybe an hour, whatever, how much time you need, and then be like, hey, why did we fight? It may be a miscommunication, right? right? Maybe Abel, Abel was trying not to do anything against Cain. He was just doing his own thing, and Cain just wasn't getting it, and maybe he could have fixed that. 
So it goes to that, right? First step, I think, in fixing civil sibling rivalries is communication. Right. And this is not only sibling rivalries, but any relationship. Communication. Talk it out. Maybe you, and, and you know, for those of us, you guys listening, I'm to say this, Danny. Danny and I have had our misunderstandings in the past, but not angry. like angry ones, but they're more like miscommunication. Well, sometimes angry ones. Yeah. But, you know... <laughs> We have been down the line. It was like, you know what? Why don't we just talk about it? Like what happened? Right. And then like fix it and move on. Right. And, and I think, I think that's important. I think that's, that's one of the things we need to do as siblings, whether in, in Christ or in blood brothers is take the time and talking. What's, what, what did you understand? What did you understand of the situation? And let's move on. And, and if I can, if I can uh, attack a little bit more, not attack, but you know, talk a little oh, bit, well. um, you know, just kind of point out a little bit more things about siblings. Um, I think we need to understand and we need to give our our parents a break. You know, sometimes, sometimes they, sometimes they do something unfair. You know, sometimes the youngest is the one that's like their pride and joy, mm. and then you, the first one, is kind of just like thrown on the side, and you have to pick up, and you have to do this, and you have to. Which, look, <laughs> there's a reason why that happens, and I did not understand it until now. The reason why the older uh, becomes like almost like the second or the third parent is because there's a higher blessing for you. There's mm -hmm. a higher calling for you. The younger, the youngest one, for example, in this case would be Joseph. He had a calling, right? But in reality, the he was the first child from from the from the couple. You, you see what I'm saying, right? From the right couple that they were together, he was the primogenito. He was, how do you say that? He was the firstborn. The firstborn. So yet there, all the blessing was towards him. Not towards his, 15 brothers or 25 brothers that he had it was him he was the one that's why his life was uh it's kind of sucked you know he was thrown into jails and he was thrown into a pit and he was sold and he was treated like trash he was forgotten about and and i i think that just my point to wrap it up real quick and um i wanted to tell you guys that just maybe give your parents a break maybe sit down with your siblings and say hey you know what look i know you're the favorite but let's work together i think uh with my sister i can say that once we kind of like <clears throat> leveled with each other, we understand a lot now more. Like, for example, if we travel, she knows that I can get a car, I can rent one to my name, and we can go. You know what I mean? Before, she didn't understand that. She was just like, oh, no, I'm not going to be with you, and I don't care. And now she's like, dude, I can't wait to you, for you to get here. I want you to go this, 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 and we can go places. But we understood that because she is the favorite, <laughs> and I am the oldest, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things. For example, my dad used to tell her, oh, if Danny doesn't go, you can't go. So I used to tell her, watch out, because if I don't go, you won't go. <laughs> right? And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she would tell me, dude, can you please go? And I'd be like, yeah, I'll go. But keep in mind that it goes both ways. So I think if you have, like, if you sit down, I like what you said, if you communicate with your siblings and say, hey, let's come down to a plan where if my parents try to, how do I say this? I don't want to say they, they try to break this bond, but, you know, because they, they do. Sometimes they do. You know, sometimes they yell at you without wanting you to. Tell them, look. Let's not take it to heart, and it's just me and you. Let's build this friendship because who else is going to be there besides your 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 siblings? You know, your, 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 your brothers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting you touched on the point of the oldest kind of like having to do all this stuff for the youngest. In my family, I'm the oldest, so I'm the firstborn in my family. So I, for a while, I, I was like, man. What do I have to do all of this for these young kids? They're my brother. That's one of my. You know, you know what I said one time to myself. I was like, wait. They chose to have them. Why should they not raise them? What do I have to pitch in on this situation? But then I started to realize, like, the blessing that comes with that. Like, 
you get to set an example. You get to open my in Spanish is open brechas, which is abrir brechas, which is open the path for right. like the ones that follow you. Instead the of trailblazer, some, trailblazer, right? You get a chance to do that, and there's such a blessing with that because when you look back and you see the trail that you open for your younger siblings and you see them succeed, it, it, that's such a great blessing because and. and it goes back again to that, that 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 you reap what you sow, right? So if you did that for your brothers and sisters, your younger ones, God recognizes that, and in His due time, He exalts you. In due time, He rewards you for that work that you put in. So when you're older and you're like, essentially mad at the fact that you have to do all the work, just wait. Right. You don't know what God has prepared for you and the reward that He has for what you did for your younger brothers and sisters. And, uh, you know, touching on the, you know, whole topic we're talking about, um, don't really, like, compare yourself to your brother or sister because you guys are different. Right. You know? It's like me and my sister. She goes to school. She likes it. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I chose not to go down that road. Right. I didn't like it. You know, five, five, six years ago, I dropped out of college. I was like, school's not for me. I work hard now. I make money. Right. And... You know, thank God I have my own business, you know. And, well, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's the enemy, you know. It's all There's always a spiritual side to everything. You know, the devil's always constantly, you know, bombarding you with, oh, you know, you didn't go to school, you know. You know, that, that was with me. Oh, Sam, you know, you didn't go to school. You know, Sam, you know, you're not smart because you didn't go to school. <laughs> Sam, you're not going to be successful because, you know, you didn't go to school. That was me, and... Honestly, I kind of <laughs> I kind of had that jealousy towards my sister, you know? Cuz I would see my parents like, "Oh, you know, my my daughter's in school, you know, university, you know, degree and I'm just here, you know, waking up early, going to work." Right. But it's like, you know, like Eric said, you know, God has a perfect plan for everyone, you know? I agree. I know God has a perfect plan for my life. Maybe it's not like going down to school, but it's for something else. I agree. You know? For my sister, oh, sorry, sorry. No, no, take a look. You know, for my sister's probably, you know, oh, God has a plan for her because, you know, maybe that's why she chose the school route, you know? Right. Like I said, everyone's different. Everyone has their own role to play in this big yeah. life and, we're living And I agree right now, maybe your role is to, right now your role is to support your sister as much as you can. Because maybe in the future, she can give back to what you give. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not saying for you to just be in her house and, you know, <laughs> she can be a doctor. Living but, you know, basement. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you never know. Dude. You know, right now you're, you're, you're sewing. Right now you're, you know, right now you're just, you're building on her future. So you can, you, you can later on reap the same benefits that she will reap. And honestly, that's what you say is beautiful. That's another thing. Don't compare yourself to your siblings. Yeah, and, and it's funny. We were talking about with the the teens class last night. We were talking, and we were talking about keeping your eyes on the prize, and that goes to one of the verses that we used yesterday, Proverbs 4, 25 through 26, where it says, let your eyes look straight ahead. Don't look to the sides, right? Don't look to the people walking beside you. Like a horse. You right. know, they put yeah, the, they put the blinders, there. the blinders. The blinders. So keep your eyes on the prize. Don't compare yourselves to those on the left, those on the right. Everyone has a different path that God has called them to fulfill. Some people have different callings, ministers, some, some may have a ministry, some may not. They, they have different purposes and callings. And so the, the, I think the first thing we need to do is definitely understand, like, what is God's will and God's purpose for my life? 
Once we understand that, we're not going to look to the left. We're not going to look to the right. We're going to keep our eyes on the prize and keep moving forward. Right. Pro- Proverbs 4, 25 to 26 talks about that. And it says, st- continue steadfast without wavering. Continue moving forward. Don't let your gaze move away. Your eyes, your eyesight move away from what the Lord has from you. It's when we start looking to the left and to the right. Well, what is my brother, like in Sam's case, what is Diane, his sister, doing? What is, you know, certain yes. such person? Then we start opening the doors to envy and jealousy. And that's one of the things that led to the to Cain killing Abel. Yes. Envy. Like looking at what Cain was doing. It's like, dude, focus on your sacrifice. Focus on what you were supposed to do for God. And that's another thing, not only communication with Cain and Abel, but had he focused on what his offering was doing and what it was if it was being accepted, he would not have killed Cain. What poor I mean Abel, what poor Abel, dude. He's just like chilling and then he just gets murdered. You know, like <laughs> Like, what did I do? So, you know, like, yeah, just keep your eyes on the prize. First, the spiritual prize, because Matthew talks about that. Seek first the kingdom of God and his justice, and then all else comes by addition. But then keep your eyes, too, on the on the prizes here on earth that God has in store for you. And, you know, also talking about the whole Cain and Abel thing. I mean, yeah, that was like, you say, literal back then. Right. And now it's like spiritual, you know. We have to be careful not to kill our, you know, brothers and sisters, you know, spiritually. You know, because we may not know, you know, what they might be going through. You know. Yeah, I agree. And just, just so we can, so we can, like, kind of like summarize what we've spoken about. We understood that brothers are not only at home but at church, right? And just like we forgive brothers at home, we must forgive at church. And just like as much, as much as we know our brothers in the house, we're soon, sooner, sooner or later, we're gonna know the people in church, and we might kind of um, listen um not listen but smell that little stink you know what i mean <laughs> you know what i mean like like for example melanie i've never i've never <laughs> that, that's, saw her that's, that's that's Matt's sister, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i've never saw her stink but i'm sure that you can tell me oh you don't yeah. live with her right so so as i'm saying so as uh, at home you see that from your siblings and in church sooner or later there will be and i like what you said so once you understand that those two siblings are there we have to understand that we can't be looking to the right or left we can't see what they get and what we don't get we have to see our own blessings with blinders and following the same price because they're going to and i was gonna i was gonna talk about about another thing that i want to add and i wanted to tell you guys that with siblings and with with uh what's it called with uh with siblings in church and in the house you have to understand that the blessings that god is going to give you if you don't take them if you don't if you're not valid enough to say this is mine god will give it to another to, to your sibling Danny, Danny, what, what do you mean? What are you trying to say? For example, when God spoke to Moses. Mm-hmm. Remember that God comes and goes, hey, I need you to go to Egypt. I need you to tell them that, you know, they're going to be free. And they're going to say, hey, God, me, me, I, I'm, I'm, I stutter. I, I, I stutter, right? <laughs> and then and then he says, no, it's okay. I'm going to send you. And then he's like, oh, what am I going to tell the people over there? And he says, you know, tell them that I am who I am. And he continues saying, but I stutter. So God goes, oh, you stutter? Okay, perfect. Then, then your brother Aaron can can speak for you. So we have to understand that. When God still speaks to you and says, I'm going to give you a promise, mm-hmm. don't look at your brother next to you, just like you said, and saying, hey, I can't speak. He can speak better. No, no, no. God will figure it out away. Oh, uh, you know, um, you're going to speak to people. Oh, God, but, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I pee myself when I speak in front of people. It's okay. With God, you will do something. God, God will do something. And I'm just giving you like, like, like a, an exaggerated right version of this. But there's people that think that, oh, I can do it. Or, oh, no, I can't do this. Or I can't do, oh, no, 
I'm not made to speak in front of people. Wait, how do you know? Oh, no, I can't read the Bible. How do you know? How will they know? Just like that TikTok, right? Mm. <laughs> How would they, they know? know? <laughs> we we're just looking at it. Right? <laughs> but but yeah, I, I was gonna tell you. So we have to understand that the, the, when the blessings come down with God from God, if you don't take them, your siblings will, and you're gonna have to see it for the rest of your life that that blessing was supposed to be yours, and your little sibling has it. And uh, another another Bible story about that about a younger sibling taking a blessing was with Jacob and Esau. You mm -hmm. know. Uh, so kind of you could say um, he um, in Spanish se descuidó you could say yeah he let his guard yeah. down and Jacob just went in there and snatched it he's like alright bro that you don't want it that was stolen straight up huh? no but it, it's <laughs> crazy how how his older brother traded his blessing for a plate of food food yes you know it's crazy how sometimes we can trade our blessing for something that meaningless you know and you know the lentils yeah the, the lentils come from from the earth meaning that sometimes we can let go of our blessings for something for a, a, a pleasure of this earth for something so simple as something that comes from this world so uh maybe today you're not very sure maybe your hope is not right right and you go oh you know oh you know what give me your blessing uh rebecca um g give me your blessing right now and i'll give you a hundred bucks and you need those a hundred bucks does it sound good? Does a hundred bucks sound sick right now, right? Right? They they feel, but at the end of the day, you have to say, okay, the hundred dollars are gonna be done next week, but my blessing is forever. Yeah, and so someone was asking, what about step siblings, or what about adopted brothers and sisters? Yeah, it, it's tough, but you know what? I look, uh, the, the one of the teens was asking me right now, protesters, and, and and you know what I think? I think if it, it's tougher. Because you're not blood brothers and sisters, but there's even a bigger blessing to that. Because now you're ch something with our blood brothers and sisters. We kind of have to like them. I hope we love them too, because they just are brothers and sisters. We, I mean, we have no really option. There's two types of step brothers, right? Yeah, the step brothers that that you know that come in. No, that they either your mom's side or your dad's side. You know, or they can be that the fact that your dad had you and then. The woman that he married brought another another right right, right? so there, there's half siblings there's step siblings there's adopted children essentially siblings that were not your blood brothers right? right and i think if you're able to love them as much as a sibling now you've kind of reached another level because that's 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 a, that's a real deep level of love like i mean because now you're choosing to truly accept them and love them yeah and we can see the same thing uh with us you know God, like us, mm -hmm. the Gentiles, and the people of Israel, you know, we could we could say we're kind of like we're the adoptive brothers, yeah, right? You know, yeah. you know, That's God. Really You're <laughs> right. I, do yeah. I feel like an apostle right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking, no, you, and, you know, and you're and right. It's true, you know. You are right. People of Israel were were God's like chosen right. people, but you know, God saw that they didn't want anything, so He moved to us, the adoptive. Children. And he loves us the same, yeah. or even or even more, right? Yeah. And and just to hit that, uh, the adoptive, um, the the, adop the adoptive siblings. Look, I d I think we should love them. I think we should see them as other brothers. I don't think there should be any difference. But maybe the world or your parents will show a difference. You guys have to understand that that there's oh that's always going to be, especially when there's a marriage. You're coming from that marriage, and then 
they have kids, their kids are usually going to be more important than you. But you have to overlook that. I think in my, I don't know what that is, but if, if I were in that, I would try to overlook it, even though it's difficult. Overlook that situation. And um, if it's a brother or a sister that comes from another marriage and you guys are kind of not, not related, like with blood, I think keep your distance, especially if you guys are opposite sex. Keep your distance at all times. Um, love them from afar. BK, you know, God bless you guys. But always keep a distance because the devil is sneaky and our, the enemy is waiting for one little bit to say, hey, you know, uh, he's kind of cute. He's not related to you. You're already yeah. living with each other. <laughs> and and, and, and uh, you, you guys laugh, but it's it true. happens yeah, a lot. Happens. Or, um, you know, maybe the older person, which is most likely men, uh, are tr is trying to get to that little girl and usually kind of steps into their bedroom at night. Oh, daddy, you know, my, my older brother trying to make it pass at me. What do I do? Number one, you call 911. Number two, you tell your mom. Number three, they don't believe you. Find help. Like, literally do anything in your power to stop that. But at the same time, you can't let that stop you either. You know what I mean? You have to keep on going. And I don't want to continue preaching. Well, so. you, you, you know, you brought up the idea where Sometimes it's it's the brothers and the sisters. I mean, sorry, it's sometimes it's the parents who make it tough. They, yes. they, they reject the step siblings to have siblings that adopt the children. Look, I, I think what I would say to that is, if your parents did that, now it falls on you as a child to be different, to be the light in the darkness, right? In fact, Second Timothy, what is what is the saying? Second Timothy, let no one look down on you because you're young, but be an example to believers. In, in your actions, in the way you love, in the way you speak. So if your parents are not able to overlook that, be the difference in that household and show them what it means to love the other person. Right. Because in the end, you know, love, love covers a multitude of errors, covers a multitude of sins, right? Believes those, suffers all, you know? So, it, 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 you know, it even happens with preferential treatment. Yeah, they're always yeah. Nice. Even if for, let's move over from the, the step siblings that have siblings, the adopted siblings, just your blood siblings. If your parents are showing preference, <laughs> don't show preference and love towards your brothers and sisters. Right. Love them all equally yeah. and be the example. So then your parents can be like, you know what? Maybe I'm doing something wrong by doing right. preferential treatment because our parents are human. They're imperfect. They make mistakes just but like we make it's, mistakes. It's not our job to let that our parents know that. Okay, just don't stand up. <laughs> right, and right. Be like, but let let the let the power of your example be the one that speaks for you. Speaks louder. Speaks yeah, louder. Your actions speak louder. louder than words. You know, sometimes I, I I see a lot of people that tell me, "Oh, you know, Danny, they hit me harder than they hit my sister or my brother," and you know, I'm gonna call I'm gonna call child protective services. <laughs> and 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 they end up doing it, dude. And they're like, and you know, they're so naive. Some kids are so naive. They go, oh, you know, because no, I just I give them the wrong address. And I'm like, these kids, they know they track you by your phone. They know who you are. I mean, these people don't don't just I don't know where they're not good at their job because you know you, they're they're there and they're professional for a reason. And if you don't understand and you don't and you don't kind of just kind of forgive people because that's thing, I think that's what the whole thing's about right about forgiveness and forgiving your brothers because that's never gonna stop. I think we have to understand that in family and in life, there's always gonna be people hurting you. There's always gonna be people telling you the wrong things. There's always gonna be uh, people you know doing what they want, disregarding where you are in that want. You know, maybe in, in the back end of that want. So. Uh, 
I, I like what you said about, about 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 that point, and I want you guys just to, just to know, people that are home listening to this, is this that your brothers will be your brothers today, and tomorrow, and forever here in church. My, my dad used to tell me this. He was like, "We have to understand that in church, there's no new brothers. Like there's new new brothers, but usually with the people you hang out with, it's gonna be forever. So I have to understand that. I hope to see you when I'm 65. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm see, uh, you know I hope to see you when I'm 65. But he's he was right. Everybody that comes to church is here coming up kind of for like a forget forever deal. You know, we're trying to stay here forever. So if I hate cat, well, good luck, dude. Good luck, dude. She's, she's not even 18, dude. So you gotta, you know, she's not going anywhere anytime soon. So might as well deal with it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, and just, we we'll just want to know, it, it, you know, the enemy, the enemy is so slick, dude. And, He's trying to tear apart families. Yes. He, he hates families, right? Because God loves families. So the enemy does the opposite and he hates families. As we see an increased rate of divorces and all these other things. And I think it, it as, as young as young people in the different generations that we may be in, I think it falls on us to try to break that chain. Be and, and be different. Be the light in the darkness. The world out there might be falling apart. Families might be falling apart. But let us be the example. Let us be the, the catalyst, the spark of change for the generations to come. It's time. I think it's time for our generations to break those curses, those those track records, and put the enemy to shame. You know, you you mentioned a point where you were like, "Oh, why does my mom hit me more than (laughs) hit my sister?" Sometimes we tend to blame our parents for the sibling rivalry, but we don't stop to think maybe we maybe we're the ones. You know, how do you say? Causing, yeah, causing it, you know, enticing it, you know. Like in my case, I was always, I was like, I would get beat a lot as a kid, dude. Literally, <laughs> I was a bad kid. And then I would always, I would always wonder, like, why do I get hit more than my sister? Maybe it's because my parents hate me more. No, it's because me as a kid, I'd always, I'd always make the wrong decisions, you know. Right. Sometimes, you know, that's what the enemy tries to do. Oh, your dad hits you more because. He doesn't love you, and it's like no, he hits you more because you do, you you deserve disobey it. them, yeah, you, you know. This is about to deserve it, right? <laughs> yes, it, and sometimes you actually do yeah, deserve you do. it, you know. <laughs> so I think Sam, uh, not Sam, Matt. Sorry, Matt. Matt's not wanted to say something. Oh, I wanted to say that um, um, a lot of times, um, a lot of other times, this what causes like a miscommunication between siblings. Like speaking from experience, <laughs> mm. like me and Melon, um, me and Melanie. It's like we're not empathetic towards each other. Like, like uh, one way to like think of it is like what, like yeah, I did this and I think I'm right and I think they should apologize to me, but also like, what about them? Like, why do they think I should apologize to them? Like, what did I do that's wrong? And I think like that's also something that connected like what Sam said because like we think like oh it's like not my fault like oh my parents hit me more because they just love her more but like we never think like why am I getting hit more? like why like why do they think they should hit me more like it's not like always like um we, they prefer somebody else or like with siblings it's not always because um they did something wrong it's because maybe we have to look um at what um other people are thinking and like see how other people see it besides like ourselves like oh uh, i found a verse that's it's philippians 2 3 to 4 it says um do nothing from rivalry or um conceit but in humility count others more significant than yourselves let each let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also the interests of others. And I feel like it's important because, like, 
sometimes we're not humble and we're like, oh, I'm o- I'm obviously the one that's right because I'm the one seeing it from my point of view. I know what they did, and it's never like it's never like oh maybe I kind of like did something wrong, and that's probably like for the parents thing probably why I'm getting hit or for like the sibling thing why they're probably mad at me. Yeah, I agree. And honestly, to wrap this up because we're going like with the almost forty minutes. Um, look, so so we have to understand a few things. So number one, there's brothers at home and there's brothers at church. You'll never be able to get them away from you. You'll never be able to get them. You'll never be able to uh, you know get rid of them. So understanding that number two, num- number sorry, number three, you have to understand to forgive. Everything they do and everything everything they're gonna do to you and they're gonna hurt you. It's gonna happen all the time. So learn to forgive. And I think number four is that we talked about was don't look to your sides. Have your eyes on the price, just like you were saying, Eric. Mm-hmm. Number five, if you don't take that blessing, you can't ask for that <laughs> blessing black. Back, I mean. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, so guys, um, keep in mind that this is only for your good. And keep in mind that there's no such thing as rivalry in siblings. It's all about love, patience, and joy. So, guys, once again, follow us on Redeem LA on Instagram and on Twitter. And keep us on your Spotify. Follow us, download the, the message, and hope this is a blessing. God bless you guys and see you guys next time on The Encounter. See ya.